Welcome to the Catholic Center. Welcome to the Catholic Center. Welcome to the Catholic Center. Hey everybody, this is Father Brian, one of the priests here at the Catholic Center in Athens, Georgia. Today's conversation is with Sarah, one of our student leaders. Uh, we talk about campus ministry, about what we are set out to do as a college campus ministry. And just as an announcement, we have Mass on Sunday evenings at 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. We have free food available after each of those Masses for our students. We hope to see you there. <laughs> I'm ready. I Rocking your shoes. What did you say what the shoes were? Um, fake Doc Martens. Who's who's Doc Martin? Doc Martin is shoe basketball brand. player. No, just a shoe brand. I'm pretty sure. And so, in the midst of Welcome Week, uh, for me, it's been it's been pretty cool. So, for the on Monday, right? Thanks for one thing. Thanks for your support and your work with the golf tournament that we had. So I don't play golf at all, but I went and played golf uh, this past Monday. And it was super, it was super cool because uh, being outside, so like I'm somebody who is probably in their head more often than not. And so being outside on the golf course trying to hit a ball was like therapeutic. And, I ha- and, I'm, not, and I'm not good at golf, so like the individual who I was with somebody and they were actually very good and so they would teach me how to play, how to swing, how to hold it, how to get better. And for me, it was like just one constant like learning. It was like a lesson. I didn't see you try and hit a ball, but I did um, pull up when Father Fred was trying to hit the ball off of the tee, tee box and it just goes five feet to the right <laughs> when it's, you know, you're trying to go 200 feet straight. And he looks back and sees me, and he's like, Sarah, you didn't see that. Did you take a picture? <laughs> no, he said, Sarah, did you get a picture? You have to delete that. And I was like, nope, I didn't get it, unfortunately. <laughs> That's good. Both of us, so, I mean, one of the, yeah, one of, we were we were pretty excited to, to meet the folks who do support uh, the students in this way uh, because it's a huge student fundraiser, right? I'd say maybe a third or maybe a half of our budget uh, as a student organization comes from that golf outing or that golf tournament. Yeah, it's by far our biggest student fundraiser of the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was really nice to be able to uh, to go in and to meet the folks who are have been supporting this over the years. And then uh, for me, it's when ministry is easy <laughs> when I'm playing golf, right? Uh, or when I'm doing something fun, like it's it it makes it super easy to to meet people, to talk pe- talk to people, and it's not serious. Uh, there's a lot of serious stuff in priesthood, and and that was not one of them. That was awesome. I think on the other side, that kind of event is the stressful side of ministry for me. Being on the other side <laughs> of it, not getting to play play the golf, but running around all day, <laughs> but also fun in a different way. So, what was your role during during the uh, golf outing during the tournament? 
Well, predominantly as a student, I had two classes during the golf day, but since we're online, they are both on Zoom. So I was on my phone on Zoom while trying to help with the golf tournament, um, which I shouldn't be saying if my teachers listen, which why would they? But um, I was doing the picture taking, the check-in, um, meeting people that I've been emailing, thanking people for coming, um, just a lot of the last little bits and pieces that had to happen for that for the tournament to finish strong. It was successful. It was successful. Yeah, we didn't hear any complaints throughout the day, even though it rained on us for three hours. Um, mm. People still enjoyed it. In the morning, it rained. Mm-hmm. In the morning, it rained. Yeah, but it was good. It was a, it was a huge success. And so that was the beginning of, of Welcome Week, interestingly. It was like this huge event that was specifically directed for the students. Uh, and then Tuesday happened, and Tuesday was... Seeking Water, Praise, and Worship, Adoration, and that was pretty epic. Yeah, we had 80 students there. Our worship team of five all spread out around the monstrance, um, and just so many people joining us in prayer to start the semester off strong. What is the experience of singing in adoration with people all around you? Super intimidating. I, and you're playing the piano, right? So yes. you're playing the piano and singing mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, I I tell everyone I'm not the best musician, but I love using music as prayer. Um, and so I think that's why I joined the worship team last year is because it's my favorite way um, to just lay down what's on your heart and maybe not think about the details of your life, but just be in that moment with Christ in adoration. Um, and so for seeking water in particular, then it's not just you praying, it's you leading others in prayer. Um, and I try not to think about it. Otherwise, I get like shaky and, and sing off key and I can't handle it. But um, when people come up to you after and they explain the encounter they had with um, the Lord, it's it all it makes it all worth it. Yeah, I was talking to someone yesterday. They said that they one of the impacting experiences that they had was coming, this was a, a freshman, a first year, was coming to uh, the Catholic Center for Adoration, for Praise and Worship, and being around other folks their own age, which is an experience that they've never had before. And everyone's choosing to be here, right? So it's not like this isn't a mandatory event or, or mandatory anything. Or a treat your parents send you on. Or some, <laughs> something that you're sent on, yeah. But it's something that you step into, and all of a sudden you see other folks your own age who are doing the same kind of thing. Yeah. And so they said that they were tearing up. Which is nice. <laughs> I, <would. laughs> I like that. It means it's impacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's our goal is to is to just bring people, I guess, and again, in ministry, because that's what we're talking about today, is to bring people closer um, to God in their relationship and to help them build that through community, um, through our ministries. Do you write your own music? Um, I write music that I don't share with anyone, um, but recently I've been helping Jake and James with a few songs, and that's been super fun, even if it's just me helping them grammatically. Um, I love figuring out the intent behind their songs and, and how we can portray that. And even what I told you, I was like thinking about when you asked me to do this podcast, I was thinking about it a lot, and um, 
those like Instagram graphics, you know, that like people post on their stories or they're on the explore page. One came up that just said, beloved, you are not an inconvenience to God. And I screenshotted that and thought that is the most beautiful intent and something that like I need to think about, um, but also would be such a beautiful meaning behind a song. So I immediately screenshotted it and it's just been in my, in my notebook and I've in prayer, I've been returning to that beloved, you are not inconvenienced to God over and over in the past few weeks. Um, and just thinking about either how I can write a song with it or how I can bring it to Jake and James to, to create something that, that has that meaning behind it. So when you say inconvenience, what would that entail? Yeah, I, I guess why that was so jarring to me when I saw it is that um, going from almost six months of not being around your community um, and really having to, if you wanted to continue to maintain friendships, you had to be the one to call people or text people um, to then coming back and everyone's living with their friends and meeting up to go do hopefully socially distanced activities. Um, but I live with one other girl who isn't really my closest friend. And so um, all of a sudden people are hanging out because it's it's convenient to them. So it's their, their roommates or um, they're in the same sorority. And all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm going to have to force people to hang out with me or I'm going to have to go to their house or um, it, I'm, not, I'm not the convenience or I feel like an inconvenience often, right? Even though that might not be true. That's just how I was feeling that first week back. Um, and so when that came on my page and it's, it, again, beloved, you're not an inconvenience to God. I thought that was so beautiful because regardless of how you feel in, in this world, you can bring it all to prayer um, and you're God's first choice every time. Chosen. So yeah, I spoke chosen. about that this weekend. Yeah. I tried to speak about that this weekend, uh, in the in this this notion of being chosen, but it's and it's like everyone is chosen equally, and everyone is preferred. Mm-hmm. Everyone is sought after. All of us are sought after. Yeah, that's beautiful. And so, and then I was thinking more about it. because I had been praying about that and thinking about it in the music sense, and then you came to me about campus ministry. And I thought about how applicable that was to campus ministry um, and how our job as, particularly the CSA board, is to create an environment that make people feel like they're a convenience to us, um, that we want them here, that they are chosen, that we are reaching out to them and bringing them in. Um, and then I was just thinking about people in my life or who've been at the Catholic Center who have made me feel that way and have gotten me to my level of involvement that I am now. Um, first, there was a, a girl named Sarah, had a great name. With um, an H. With, yeah. Without an H, actually. Uh, <laughs> Sarah um, Horvath, who used to be the old CSA president, but before she was that, she was in charge of Mr. Catholic Center, which is one of our fundraisers. And I was a freshman, and I was not involved. I was just going to Mass. And she somehow, I don't remember how it happened, but invited me to be a part of that, um, and then invited us into her home, and then continued investing in us. And I would have never become plugged into the Catholic Center if she hadn't chosen me even though I'm not sure what made her choose me um, and gotten me plugged in in that way. Sought out. She Mm -hmm. sought you out. I like that. That's beautiful. So I saw something on the internet recently. It was uh, some sort of graphic. And it it was striking because it said, like, if you are doing that which you feel you shouldn't be doing, or if you are finding yourself in a place where you don't think that you belong, or if you 
uh, disagree with the things that everyone is agreeing with, uh, come anyway. Mm. Go to church anyway. Uh, and I really, really appreciate that because, at least for me, what I consider church and an experience that I've had in my own life is that a church is like a, uh, a ground or a space to really wrestle with the stuff of life, uh, to wrestle with the family stuff that's going on, uh, the social stuff that's going on, your, um, your own, the stuff that's going on in your own heart. Uh, sometimes some of us have um, like a, a lot of anxiety or a lot of fears or a lot of insecurities, or whatever, and like having a space for that to really, I use the word wrestle, so like prayer as wrestling, with stuff and grappling with it and, and trying to get a hold of it, trying to figure things out and, um, yeah, having a, a space for that. Um, and so even if like, I don't know, there's, there's been a lot of times, uh, like you talk about inconvenience. Uh, I think I like that word. It's a very particular word. Uh, I think for myself in like my own priestly journey or own, my own, uh, journey towards priesthood is that, uh, I've, I've never always fit in into a particular space. Uh, I've always had to like find where I fit in and that's a journey in and of itself. And you, and you, whenever you do find that space or whenever you find the freedom to just exist in general, I, that's probably the answer to it. Um, is like having a freedom where you can actually exist anywhere. Uh, and I think that that comes from God, but, but for me is like trying to not really fitting in and finding myself like an inconvenience to, um, to the people around me. Uh, it's like that in and of itself is an experience to wrestle with and to grapple with. And I think that church is the uh, perfect place for that. Catholic center is mm. a perfect place for that. I like that. All right. So that was Tuesday. That was Tuesday. <laughs> And uh, last night we also had the tie dye. That was my first time tie dyeing. I, was, I know I couldn't believe it. I was trying to so like my proposal was all right. How do I get a Rasta T-shirt? And I ended up not even knowing. I just used all the colors, and I think it's probably just going to turn out brown, mixing all of the colors: green, yellow, blue, purple, mm-hmm. all of these things together. Uh, so I made two. I made one that was just multicolored, and then one that was red and black. For UGA, and so, yeah, so that was that was fun. That was fun. Hopefully, they turn out. I wear them every day over my collar, over mm-hmm. my tie dye T-shirt. Yeah, I know from the president standpoint, I I've been really concerned this week about um, logistics and safety. Safety. Yep those are those have been my two concerns that I've been really pressing on people, and I told them I will be the bad guy. Like let you guys minister to these freshmen and if you need somebody to come yell at someone, come get me. Um, so from my, my eyes, it did seem safe. Everyone, um, seemed to have a great time and really get to know people. So I would, I would mark it down as a success. Um, Sheila and Nithya were nervous cause this is their first ignite as the co-chairs, but, um, they both talked to me today and said that they thought it was amazing. They met so many people, got so many people signed up for our freshman group me, um, and so many people asking about what's to come and excited to come next week. And for me, it was as a priest who's coming in, it was really cool to, uh, not just meet our freshmen. Uh, that was cool. And to have a, and to be a, an encounter for them to be a, a person that they encounter um and and one of the first events is you know uh their their priest or their campus priest but also all of the leaders all of the ignite leaders 
uh, who are dedicated in in leading the prayer team, leading the uh, small groups. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Was getting to hang out with them. I wasn't really quite sure what the vision was vision was of having a bonfire in August. I wasn't either, but <laughs> I think it gives just a space that people feel comfortable standing. It was in. nice. I got a good photo of yeah. the, of the fire. So that was, I was pretty pumped with that, but I, that may, we may have salvaged, uh, salvaged that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was already sweaty, not near the fire. I, I can't imagine the boys that stood there all night, but, um, they seem to have a good time bonding over. It's just a second space. So if you're not interested in doing the tie dye, but you still want to speak to people, it just gives, it gives a space. To did you tie dye shirt? I did not. Last year, I tied like 15 shirts because we had so many leftovers and we gave them all away, but I got my fill. So this year I was fine. You just, have plenty of tie-dye shirts. I was fine just, just watching. I've gone like, it. Ha- it's. Ha- I had a friend in when I was in high school, when I was a teenager, who had tie-dye shirts. I had a whole bunch of them. And ever since then, I've been jealous. <laughs> so that was... I'm now th- you're in the club. I'm 30, year, I'm 30 years old. So that was about 15 years ago. I've been jealous for 15 years <laughs> that I haven't had the tie-dye shirts. Yeah, but now I have two of them. And so this is, we're recording this on Thursday, and so tonight uh, we have Meet the Priest. Meet you. Which is me. (laughs) Which is me. Hosted by Arch. Hosted by Arch, and what is Arch? Arch is our every grade level ministry um, that's new as of last year because we had a ministry catering towards our freshmen but then after that we didn't have anything for people to go to um so they are going to have speakers and um, facilitate conversations with small groups or round tables um, and just provide another sort sense of community to our to our students so and it's for you said it's for every any grade yep, any yeah. grade yeah what all th- grades we'd like to have you <laughs> what do you think i should talk about tonight in meeting the priest, I'm pretty sure you've already decided what you're talking about tonight. Have you not? I can I can talk <laughs> I can talk about my own life. The problem is mm. the problem is for me. It's like I, I talk about myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of comes with the job, and so I don't know like what what's interesting anymore because I've just it's none of it is none of it is fully interesting to me because I've I've talked you've about it all the time. Too many times. Yeah, mm. I have to I have to come up with something. <laughs> yeah, I can't help you there. I don't think. <laughs> Uh, but it is it is really cool to see just how many people are here uh, back on campus, and uh, there's a there's a completely different energy from my own perspective of of just kind of watching that. And so it is. So there there, and then this week, so there was this. I don't say loneliness, but there was this uh, this like aloneness that was happening there. And then all of a sudden, there was just a rush of people, uh, which is fun which is fun. And, and, and if you can do it safely, if you can do it, you doing all these precautions, uh, then not only are you able to like enjoy that, but you're also able to offer, um, some sort of service to, uh, your people, to your community, to your students, from my perspective, as a minister, as a priest. Even seeing people back at daily mass has been wonderful. Um, for a while there in July, we had like eight people at daily mass a few mm-hmm. days, and now we're back up to. You had forty last the week. The highest we've had was forty. Yeah, which is wonderful, especially yeah. because our weekend masses are are limited. So having that second way that people can come and receive communion. 
is awesome. So I'm going to just be honest. I'm completely like super insecure whenever I'm doing daily math because everyone sits in the back. Right? <laughs> everyone sits in the back and they're all spread out and everyone's wearing masks. And I'm like, all right, I, I, they're here. They want to be here. And I just, and so I, I, my, my homilies are just kind of like wild card homilies. I just kind of like throw something out there about something or another. Uh, and I never know if anyone hears it, is listening. Some, yeah, it, it's, it's, I'm, I, I haven't not been insecure about that experience, but it's fun. It's fun. And then yesterday, my microphone died on me. And I'm mm. like, this is just... And you're, you're rather quiet. Father Fred could, could yell the rest of Mass, but you... I had to shout. Yeah, I, I, had, I would have liked to see that. <laughs> I had to shout. But it's cool, it's cool to see folks, uh, the folks who do come to Daily Mass. I mean, it's kind of a regular crowd at this point. And so for me, again, coming in on July 1st and now seeing people, meeting people, now uh, I'm getting to know them a little better. Uh, every day because they show up every day mm-hmm. and so being able to talk to them outside of outside of church uh, being able to walk with them during mass during the week it's a pretty cool experience because at least for us it's like that we we're on a like for me I'm I'm always reading the scriptures anyway and so now to have a community that is pretty regular that walks with me with these scriptures uh, it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool uh, experience. And even in our, our physical space, um, since we had the opportunity to redo the upstairs into more room for the students, it doesn't feel like they're, they're dancing around other groups or anything. They have a designated space that's their own. They are, there's space set aside for them. And the chapel is open for them 24-7. Um, for so the students. For the students, yeah. yeah. So this is a space that is is just always open for them is always available um, and they can always show up like you're saying when father brian and father fred came it was a three-bedroom apartment um that during quarantine father frank how how, how old would you say that the furniture was i don't know (laughs) old and donated probably so all of it was unmatching and musty yeah nothing really matched well there was a good a good couch and a good love seat, and then everything else was was definitely um, a, a mod podge of a room um, that had been well loved and well used, but but was only being used once in a while, sparingly. or when something really well, yeah sparingly. That's a great word. Um, and so we had the chance to reimagine this space, um, and with a lot of volunteer work from our students. Um, uh, transform it into a complete study space. So now we have um, three different side rooms with couches or desks or a ki- even a what's that? A dining table that can be used for a, a meeting space once Corona is um, a thing of the past. And then our our main area, we built coffee bars per Father Brian's um, imagination (laughs) and um, bought new couches and set up a TV and just really made it a space that is for the students um, that they can use even with in COVID school. Um, So even in the past week and a half of school starting, I've seen students up here every single day um, hopping on their Zoom classes or our ministry heads meeting um, 
or our band playing songs, it, it has been used every day without fail when it used to be used once a month or a month out of the year. So it's been, it's been wonderful to reimagine and, and use this space. And for me, I was up here yesterday and we put on the Braves game, which was awesome. I said, all right, this is, this is my kind of space. <laughs> one of the things, though, is that is uh, one of the blessings that I've had working with you and James, our, our music minister, is this idea of collaboration. I've mentioned this to you uh, recently. Uh, in terms of collaboration of like bouncing an idea to you and then you bouncing the idea back, but it's like 100% better. which I appreciate because it's like I have part of an idea or I have part of like a vision or an imagination uh, and but then like joining multiple imaginations together and then and different skill sets and and and, uh, expertise and charisms if you will uh, and then uh, being able to kind of come up with something cool Uh, so for example the the coffee bar was something that I had imagined but like that was it I didn't actually know how to do it. I didn't know how to install it. I didn't know how to make it. But I'm like, this would be good if we could do this. And so I just started doing it. And I, I probably spent like four hours in Home Depot trying <laughs> to figure that out. Uh, and I asked someone at Home Depot and I said, hey, uh, like I have this idea. How would I do this? And they're like, well, you can use that. And then they walked away. I'm like, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> or they don't know what you're imagining. <laughs> and they don't know yeah. what I'm imagining. That's probably better. More polite more polite way of saying that. <laughs> they might know what they're doing. <laughs> they, they probably know what they're doing. Yeah. But then, uh, so, yeah, so uh, building it, staining it, and, like, cut, getting the wood cut and so forth, and, like, just imagining it. Uh, but then I got to a place where I wasn't able to, like, continue. I didn't, like, I, it would have taken me weeks to just, like, figure it out. I just didn't know. You were doing a lot of thinking. I was thinking, yeah, Yeah, but it was tough because I couldn't actually like, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know how to, how to go about it. I didn't have the, the skill set necessary to continue the project. I just remember you standing there though on that first work day and just looking at the wood and the other boys are like giving you idea after idea after idea on how to do it. And you're like, all of those sound great. Can we do it? And then you went to mass and I think it was built by the time you got back. I get a picture. (laughs) I get a picture sent to me. On my phone, I come out of mass and I see. I, I didn't know how to install this coffee bar. It's a, it's technically a, a 16 foot coffee bar on the wall. Uh, I didn't know how to install it. Like I got the wood, uh, we 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 sanded it, we stained it, but I didn't know how to install it. And so I'm like throwing the ideas at them, and they're like, "All right, we'll 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 take it from here." And I go to mass and I come out of mass, and I get a picture of them laying on top of the coffee bar so they're like laying oh, yeah. um like just comfortably <laughs> laying on top which which showed me i was like oh my gosh this is awesome which showed me that uh it was structurally sound they figured out how to uh install it uh however onto the the wall there so that it could just resist uh, probably, I mean, I don't know how much they weigh. I mean, just, you Well, know. the bracket said 500 pounds, so we felt like we had <laughs> to try it out. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're, I mean, they're probably, you know, 350 to 400 pounds total, two people. Uh, so I was pretty pumped about that. But that collaboration, that, the, for mm-hmm. me, the collaboration is a, is kind of a cool thing. And, and uh, with James, I've been trying to um, toss ideas at him. And he's also someone who, I mean, and, and yourself included is like, we, we have different skill sets and we have different, um, 
capabilities and gifts and charisms and then bringing those together. For me, I am, uh, I, I feel like that's such a cool uh, understanding of ministry, of like a collaborative ministry of like, because you're creating something, something that's very, very special, very spiritual is, is creating something, creating a space, right? Imagining a space or, or um, redecorating or reimagining something. Uh, it's something that I, that's something that I've been thinking about recently. Okay, so that I brought up earlier just in our conversation the story about the iguana stew in this book you gave me um, by Father Gregory Boyle. Um, but it's it's a long story, but at the end of the story, he has a quote that said, alone they didn't have much, but together they had a pot full of plenty. And I feel like that applies directly to what you're saying. Where Can we you read each that again? Have, yeah. Well, I locked my phone. Alone they didn't have much, but together they had a pot full of plenty. And so, well... A brief overview of the story is they're making what is the iguana story they're, they're making <laughs> they're making iguana iguana stew which is not allowed in this in this village that they're staying in so they're they're out in the woods um and they're it's just him and, and another a man and they're making this iguana stew and it's it's basically just a, iguana and vegetables at the beginning and and the smell starts going over to the village and again this is not allowed but but somebody comes like sneaking away and says, it's what not allowed you, because you can't cook iguana for some reason i we have to read the story again. Sure. But but um, somebody comes and he's like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, cooking iguana stew. Do you want to join us? Instead of like becoming defensive, just do you want to join us? He's like, sure, I have something to add. He runs back to his house, brings salt. Then the next person brings, um, I think it's like jalapenos or some sort of pepper. And it happened until there were eight people. And it became this delicious stew that they ate out in the woods. Long story short. But then he ends it with the quote, alone, they didn't have much, but together they had a pot full of plenty. So it became this delicious stew with what everyone brought, to, with what every ingredient that people brought to the table. I feel like that's exactly what you're saying now with ministry is that um, you had this idea for the coffee bar example. You had this idea. Um, I was able to help what sanding the boys that helped build it were able to conceptualize what you were saying and make it happen and together we created this pot full of plenty in this coffee bar um just from what every person was able to bring to the table yes yes <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome well yeah so this that's how i imagine church in general is that we all have like these different gifts and we all have these different charisms and these different perspectives and like if you can have everybody kind of receive this spirit and have this spirit come alive in them is that you start to see those gifts and you start to uh, be the beneficiary of those gifts, of those charisms in the community. Yeah, going back to that, um, the inconvenience topic that I talked about for a while earlier, but, um, and bringing charisms. I, when I was just thinking about that in relation to campus ministry, I was thinking about people that um, are on our board and who make me feel not like an inconvenience. Um, and so I was thinking, Abby, who's our, our women ministry, women ministry. If you ever have a conversation with her, she is the best listener. She will ask you direct questions. You know, she is listening and she makes people feel heard. Um, then we have Luke who every, I led arch ministry last year and I often was the only one cleaning up because I don't like asking people or making, you know, 
I don't know, making them do stuff for me. And Luke would always just start cleaning without me asking, um, making, making me not feel like an inconvenience. Or, um, I saw Madeline Lee, who's one of the arch ministry coordinators this year, um, just meeting with a freshman that she had met over zoom over the summer, but she had pursued her and made her feel, feel chosen and seen. Um, and so each of those, they each present those charisms in different ways, but all of those making people feel welcome and chosen and bringing that to the pot and making our, um, our board and our ministry full and something beautiful. What do you think that you add to the table? I was thinking about that because I was telling you the other day how I'm, how public speaking is not my, not my calling or what, what, I don't know, just not what's been gifted to me, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, but I think mine is through event planning or organization in a weird way. Um, I like to think that I'm good at speaking to people, but I think that what I've brought most to the Catholic Center is um, the ability to organize, not necessarily events, but just organize in general and create things that make people feel chosen and welcome in that way. And so still with that same mission, um, but just in a completely different way. So while Madeline might be sitting down and talking to someone, I might be planning the event they attend that night um, in that way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm. Cool. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) I've started picking up your mannerisms. It's not great. I'll start saying cool and oh yeah. (laughs) The the oh yeah is the Kool-Aid man. Mm. So the Kool-Aid... Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) So you can imagine the Kool-Aid man just breaking in and saying oh yeah. Oh, that's gosh. that's the that's the excitement of that. You say it often. I do. I'm mm-hmm. excited. That's that's just an expression of my excitement about being here at, at uh, the Catholic Center, and in Athens, and and living here and doing ministry here. Uh, it's exciting. It brings out that excitement. And so yeah, I act like the Kool Aid Man every now and then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, well, we've we've been blessed to have both you and Father Fred come in. Um, I know. Probably everyone was nervous with the transition, but um, you guys have made it easy. Yeah, y'all got to calm down. <laughs> Everything's fine. Excited for the year. Everything's fine. I'm excited for the year. So, like, uh, as a priest, like, my goal is to support folks, to advocate for folks, to empower folks, to guide folks, to lead folks, and to be a support, to be a refuge, uh, to help however, however I can. Um, and like, I got all kinds of creative ideas and, and talking about collaboration with, I mean, people and and it's like everyone, for me, everyone's interesting. Everyone is, everyone is doing super cool stuff. Um, everybody is studying stuff that they're interested in. So I'm just interested in like their passion for it. It's like, man, like where did that passion come from? Like, what is, what is driving that? Uh, and some people don't know what they're actually passionate about, uh, and I think that that's, I think that's good that they recognize that they don't know what they're passionate about because then they continue looking for it, they continue seeking it out, uh, the thing that sets them on fire, the thing that uh, sets them aflame. Uh, for me, as a, as a priest, it's one of the things that uh, I've found is that working with people. Uh, has been something that's been super cool uh, and meaningful. And so being able to bring hope, because I think in, like as, as a priest, as a, we're kind of like a spiritual guides, if you will, and we have to like discern the 
pulse of the community, the pulse of people. So if someone steps in my office, like I, I try to discern or try to understand like the pulse of, of where they're coming from, what they're going through, uh, so that I can respond, so that I can help. And so the same thing is with us coming here at the, at, to the Catholic Center. It's like we're a lot, Father Fred and I, we're doing a lot of listening in terms of trying to get a grasp, get, trying to get a pulse of the community at large. Uh, we have a lot of professors. We have a lot of staff. We have a lot of families. We have a lot of kids uh, on top of uh, all of our students that we have. And so we have this pretty large community. Uh, and one of the things that I, I find that is uh, always needing, especially during this time, is is this hope uh, that, like, when you look at and everything is hopeless uh, in the world, when the semester looks hopeless, right? When classes seem hopeless, when uh, your friend circles or your apartments uh, or your dorms uh, or your church, you know, maybe it all seems hopeless. It's like, for me, being able to embody that hope or to create a community that embodies that hope. Man, so I just have that written on my blackboard today. I'm going to read that, this quote that I was reading from a book that I, I like. Uh, so it's, the, the presence of Christ in history visibly abides in the unity of believers, which is the encounterable form of his presence. Can you repeat that? <laughs> it sounds a little wordy, but it's a translation from Italian. Uh, so it is probably wordy. But the presence of Christ in history, visibly abides in the unity of believers, which is the encounterable form of his presence. Mm -hmm. So the presence of Christ in history, so like the past 2,000 years, uh, the presence of Christ abides in the church, in the unity of believers, which is the encounterable form of his presence to the world. So like we use the... So the history of Christ is in the church, which is how... The world perceives Christ, is what it's saying. Christ continues to encounter the world through us. Yeah. Cool. Christ Christ continues... Put it down to five words. <laughs> Christ continues to encounter the method of Christ, which mm. is uh, which is taking on... The method of God is taking on humanity uh, in form of interacting with humanity as a human. Uh, and so for us, we, we use the cliche term like, we're the hands and feet of Christ. Right? We, mm-hmm. we sing it in songs, we, we, <laughs> we say it a lot, it's, it's super cliche, uh, but in reality, like, that's actually the method of Christ, which is like using humanity in order to interact with other people's humanity. Um, and so, so offering some sort of hope of, of, of this time of being a people of hope, uh, for me, one of my, speaking of campus ministry, not only offering a refuge for folks, uh, but trying to create a culture of hope uh, that has fun even when things aren't fun, or is positive even when things aren't positive, uh, or are hopeful whenever things aren't hopeful. Because people go through a lot, right? People people experience a lot. Uh, we're on the uh, what do you call it? The Group Me Athens Catholics Group Me, which is like all prayer requests. And so, like, if you just, if you scroll through that, which, how many people is on is on that? There's, like, like 600. There's, like, 600 mm-hmm. people on that. And so everyone, like, tosses out their prayer requests, which can be overwhelming. At first, I was overwhelmed. Whenever uh, Father Tim Nadolski made me admin of mm-hmm. that, uh, I, I got on there, and it was, like, just 
a whole bunch of like really intense prayer requests. You know, such and such is, you know, is going through a difficult time or this person was in a car accident or this person is in the yeah. hospital. And like you can easily get pretty overwhelmed with that. Uh, I think I may or may not have turned it on silent, but... <laughs> But for me, it's it's I like I like seeing that because you again you see the pulse of what people are going through, uh, and it's reality. It's it's placing yourself in the front of reality, placing yourself in front of what people are actually going through, uh, and I think that, like that's the perfect place to encounter with some sort of hope. Uh, so, however, we can have as much fun as possible at the Catholic Center in a safe manner, right? However, we can be an outreach to folks who. Uh, are in need because people go through a lot and people have family and friends who are sick or family and friends in the hospital or or maybe their own uh, their own immune system is compromised or whatever and so they just and another thing is mental health of some sort of anxiety or uh, depression uh, pandemic hasn't really helped that it's kind of uh, kind of hurt our society in that sense uh, and so how can we as a Catholic Center be a people who uh, offer some sort of hope and stability and peace and life uh, to a world that is desperately in need of it? Yeah, our purpose of campus ministry is um, to make people feel needed and loved, desired, welcomed into the unified body of Christ. And as you're saying, to continue Christ's mission. So making them feel as if they are a part of that and welcoming them into it and then going out and being that for others. The visible presence of Christ in the world. Visible presence of Christ in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think that's the upper room as well. Uh, Our our, our upstairs is, and that's something that I got to see with y'all, is is, uh, taking that initiative and that ownership and re, like you said, reimagining it, redecorating it, renovating it, creating a space uh, it's a different energy. It's a it's a positive energy amidst a seemingly uh, I don't know downer of a semester or downer of a year. Uh, well, here's a positive thing that's happening, or mm-hmm. here's a new energy that's happening. Suddenly, people are excited to go to their Zoom classes. You know, are like they? it brings it brings some level of excitement where you're like, oh, I don't have to do this in my bed. I have somewhere I can come. Um, Although the bed's probably pretty comfortable for a Zoom class. On Thursday morning or on Tuesday morning, we had an 8 a.m. class, and every, you, you turn it on, and everyone's in their bed with their pillow <laughs> behind their heads. But if you do that versus coming here, I feel like if I'm, if I'm here or if I'm at a, a desk even, um, it, gives, it gives me more structure. It makes me listen. It makes me learn versus in my bed. I'm just thinking, when can I go back to bed? Mm. <laughs> when can I go back to sleep? Do you like to close this in prayer? Sure. And the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, thank you for looking over our our church, our ministry, our students out in the world. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to sit at the feet of Jesus on Tuesday, to welcome our freshmen in on Wednesday, and to continue our ministries throughout the semester, um, to be the visible hands and feet of God and Jesus in the world to be the community that makes people feel chosen and welcome. Help our leaders to to convey that message, to bring your light onto others. 
to help live out the gospel. Um, we just pray for the safety of our community, for the safety of the university, um, and the rest of the Athens community as we continue in, into this semester. In your name we pray. Catholic Dogs Podcast. The Catholic Center is located at 1344 South Lumpkin Street. For more info on how you can get involved, check out our Instagram at Catholic Dogs. See you at Mass.